46 Best Ball Mania 4 drafts are in the books. This morning, we will draft number 47 and number 48 in my road to streaming 150 Best Ball Mania 4 drafts. If I win $3 million, it will be done on stream. Could it be today? Let's find out. Oh, another Influencer 101 for the Backward Hats, bro. Rig! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes. You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no. You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! Good morning, good morning, GMs all around. Justin is down bad. Someone scheduled a work meeting at 10.30 during best ball breakfast. You guys need to start doing the dummy calendar thing. You just need to start blocking off your calendars. I guess it would be. <laughs> Should I just create a, a peak calendar that you guys can subscribe to and then it overlays on your personal calendar? And then it just will look like you're busy all the time. I could do that. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll set that up for you guys. Kirk is out here doing his own coffee pours because I couldn't wait. I mean, normally I, I let the show breathe a little bit, get, get rolling before I do the coffee pour. But if you're just going to suggest it off the rip like that, might as well. Might as well. Everyone, quiet, please. Quiet, quiet in the back. I went real slow on that one. Made a real meal of it. A real meal of it. GM to the sickos and DGENs only says Tyler. Michael wants me to get rolling because he only has a 15-minute break. I don't know how much we're going to be able to cover in 15 minutes here. Also shouting out the show I did with Chris G on Saturday night. Those are for YouTube members. We've been doing a Best Ball After Dark series. Sometimes they are just interviews and casual chats, me catching up with my friends across the industry. Sometimes we draft. We drafted a fun team with Chris on, uh, on Saturday. He pushed me into a weird, uncomfortable, hyper-fragile build. Ended up drafting 10 wide receivers, which I believe is the first time in my Best Ball Mania drafts where I've drafted 10 wide receivers this year, a very fun, interesting build. And another one of the perks, too, uh, for you guys who are YouTube members, obviously you get access to those Best Ball After Dark streams, but you also increase your chances in the giveaway for $1,500 because, as you guys know, every time I draft a Best Ball Mania 4 team on stream, you can leave a comment which will get you an entry into the giveaway. When this channel hits 15,000 subscribers, I will do a drawing for three names, Three different individuals will win $500 cash. And every time you leave a comment on a stream draft, that gets you an extra entry. I have been drafting some of these teams on the Best Ball After Dark show. So if you're a YouTube member, you're going to be able to sneak in a few extra entries than all of the freeloaders out there who aren't YouTube members supporting the channel. Um, GMs, 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 what is up, Mr. Mister? What is up? Good mornings. The GMs are just absolutely firing. You would think it's, what, 2021 bull market with the way these GMs are flying right now. Nez wants me to move these over to Microsoft Teams instead of YouTube. There you go. There you go. Mm. We will, of course, be feeding the ducks in the second hour. In the first hour, we like to, you know, kind of get our bearings, get our feet underneath us. Mm. 
Matt, an Outlook calendar with a link to the stream would be helpful. See, I am a, I'm a Google calendar bro, uh, tried and true. My wife for her work uses Outlook. And the last time I used Outlook, I think was in college. I think our college uh, email service was on Outlook and it was a disaster. Um, uh, I am firmly on team Google here with that one. Thank you, Target Hog. I turned over my closet the other week, so I actually have some T-shirts and not hoodies laying around these days. Mm. Yeah, Brandon hopped in. Uh, first of all, shout out Brandon. Uh, YouTube member also leaves a haiku comment on all of my drafts. Uh, the thoughtfulness with those posts do not go unnoticed, Brandon. And also hopped in his first stream draft on the Saturday night one and did not enjoy getting buried by a wide receiver avalanche. So, you know, it's like one of the things you got to let the kid touch the stove and then they know not to touch the stove going forward. Brandon learned a valuable lesson here. GM to my guy, Andy. Silas had his meeting canceled. That's nice. All right, I'm glad we I'm glad we're all on the same page with Outlook uh stinking here. So, uh we do have a fun show on tap for today. Last week you guys remember uh my guy Sacrilegious came by in between drafts to talk about some best ball findings that he had been working on. We of course are partnered this year with Fantasy Data Pros who are hosting the Best Ball Data Bowl and today in between drafts I'm going to have Neil Farley coming on to talk a little bit about some stuff he's been working on specifically related to ADP value. And uh, I want to uh, continue to drum up submissions for this best ball data ball. I've been talking to a lot of you guys privately who are trying to keep your, your stuff close to the vest, but I do also want to showcase some of the work out there and inspire some other submissions. So we're going to talk to Neil, who's been doing some great work and who always trolls me about not being a bi-week bro. So maybe we can get into that a little bit with Neil in the uh, at the top of the hour as well. Um, and then we will have two drafts today, two more drafts. And I can't believe I am about to be to my 50th draft. I am going to be one third of the way done with these stream drafts. And, uh, I can't tell if it feels like it's going by fast or going by slow. I think if you would have asked me the other day after the swole cast draft, where I did a cardio club one, I would say this summer can't get over soon enough. But now that I've had a chance to recover, uh, I'm feeling good. I feel like we're moving at a good clip here, banging out around 10 drafts a week, uh, give or take right now. And, uh, we're on a nice pace. We're on a nice pace here. Let's get this draft fired up. I did just tip off those of you in the discord that I joined. Uh, let me get my overlays. Let me get my banner going. Let's get our bearings around here. Draft number 47. Here we are. Let's get the, uh, the screen share going. Draft starts in 21 seconds, and we will be off to the races. All right, I think we're good. I think we're settled in here for the draft. Who do we got? Casey with the Influencer 101, Sammy Sharps, Rooney, Starkindler, JGFC. JGFC is in every single one of my drafts. I even hop in a Bulldog draft before that closed. JGFC is in there. Scooping Brees Hall from me in the late third. Uh, we got Pius in here. We got uh, 10 Minute. TD Vulture, Nate's uh, BTFD, and I, of course, have the Influencer 112. Influencer 112 for your boy Pete. It is what it is. It is what it is. Someone had been noticing. I have been getting a lot of late draft slots um, recently, and I, I must have done something in a previous life um, to piss off the RNG gods over at Underdog. I'm just not a true influencer any anymore. 
No more 101s for Pete. No treadmill today. No. No. Although I did mention in my uh, newsletter, so I do uh, uh, the P.O. Box newsletter drops in your inbox every Friday, completely free newsletter. I got the link down below. Make sure you guys are subscribed to that. I did tease that on Wednesday night ship chasing. Some of you guys might remember last year, Leone did a night run while we drafted on stream. Leone and I are both going to go on night runs. Gretch and Pat are going to hold down the fort drafting for us while we give our thoughts uh, while out running in our respective neighborhoods. So if you're looking for another cardio club shit show of a draft, tune into ship chasing on Wednesday. Hodge, what is up? Have you enjoyed doing only 30 second clocks versus eight hour? Yeah, I, I, I like doing the fast drafts. I mean, I am doing some of the slows like the chow chow I maxed primarily with slows. Um, let's see here. What do we want to do with this draft? Bijan slipping to 12. Let's do, let's do how I need to take a look at this again. I am going to take Lamb with one of these picks for sure. So let's just put him in the queue. I do want to check this room. JGFC takes Kelsey. CMC goes at six. Eckler at 10. Um, Garrett Wilson at eight. Okay. That's an interesting one there. I'm just trying to gauge how piss boy this room is. Um, Let's do let's do a lamb waddle combo here. Uh no, come on, Pete. Just grab Devontae Adams. Just grab Devontae Adams. Um, all right, we're gonna start CD Lamb, uh, Devontae Adams here. I do like Bijan. I took Bijan in the draft with uh with Chris on uh on Saturday night. But one thing I do think through specifically in these piss boy rooms is the players that are gonna be available for me at pick 36 and 37. And I've definitely been liking the running backs available here at 36, 37, where I am liable of having just a huge run of wide receivers wiped out. So uh, going to uh, not play with fire here, although Lamb Bijan, I think, is a perfectly viable start there under most circumstances. Hmm. Let's see. Um Tuning in late here. Adams in the second feels wrong. Yeah. I mean, Bijan in the second feels wrong too. Uh, I don't really get why people are uh, freaking out about Devontae Adams, but this is just his new ADP, right? It wasn't, it's his ADP's 13. Um, he's only in the second by uh, my decision to take CD Lamb first, but he's been what? A fixture of the two, uh, the one, two turn lately. Hmm. Nate uh, playing with fire here, starting double RB in this room. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. T. Higgins at pick 20, though, tells you where uh, where this is going. Mm. Andy says Bijan's been slipping like crazy in his drafts. It, this is a, yeah, I mean, what is his ADP at right now? So he went at 15 here. Bijan's ADP is at 9.5. Yeah, I mean, in one of my stream drafts last week, didn't he go at 17? I think he went at 17 in one of my drafts. I am uh I'm behind on news. Is this breaking news today? Did did Saquon just say he's holding out? That is good news for getting the the Saquon dip. I I think I'll finally get a some Saquon shares if he's gonna he's gonna fall back into the the Pollard, Ramondre, Josh Jacobs, Henry range. Because I believe I'm at zero Barkley right now, but I will uh, happily start scooping him up if we get some third round Barkley. 
Yeah, zero Barkley, ADP 17.3. He said it's on the table. Um, geez. Easy, have you actually ever been in a piss boy draft? This is the funny thing about people always being like indignant about the ADPs is they have yet to come up with a counter strategy where they actually draft a really good team without getting buried. Um, but I do believe I made the right calculus in this room. If Amari Cooper and Debo Samuel and Ridley are going here, I'm going to like the running backs available to me. 10 minute is going to likely get the Jalen Hurts stack 10 minute did this thing that i talked about on one of the best ball tips yeah gonna get the uh or get to pick your choice between josh allen and jalen hurts you don't see that every time do you go josh allen here and then will td vulture get jalen hurts at 33 um man yeah this is nuts am i gonna get <laughs> Am I gonna get? I'm gonna get one of Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre, or Brees Hall here. That is sick. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh. Ramondre goes. TD Vulture is gonna get his AJ Brown, Jonathan Taylor, Jalen Hurts stack. And Nate's can Nate Nate's. You gonna go three running backs? Are you gonna go three running backs? This is how you find out if you have cojones here. The, the value pocket of the draft is firmly. Okay, boom. I am getting one of Josh Jacobs at 312 feels so good. Oh, we're double tapping this. We're going Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall. Ooh, that looks rare. Looks rare. A CD Lamb, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall start. Looks fucking rare. Can I move the video to the top left corner? Why? What What do you need to see in the in the top right corner? Man, yeah, I'm I am feeling pretty hard about this one. I am feeling pretty hard. Josh Jacobs at thirty six. Have we jumped the shark? All right, let's get back on track here. Nate, see, man, this is this is the problem with, man, the, and I, I feel for Nate here, right? Because he either has to reach for like Devonta Smith and pass on Bijan. So I guess you're looking at these 2v2s, right? Because I do think Nate, and again, we, I'm, I'm putting the caveat here, like this shit doesn't happen in any other room. So whatever, take this with a grain of salt. But the 2v2 Nate is looking at essentially, let's just assume he goes Devonta Smith instead. You're looking at Devonta Smith and Derrick Henry versus Bijan Robinson and Christian Watson. That's the 2v2 spot you get in. Obviously, I think I prefer the Devonta Smith, Derrick Henry side. Um, but man, you get into some very interesting 2v2s in these rooms. We got Brandon Ayuk going at pick 46. Rumblings, Brees is not going to be ready. Probably why he's slipping. Well, uh, the reason he's slipping is because this is an insane piss boy room. Um, what's his normal ADP? ADP 30. He does seem to fall a little bit. What, in our Bulldog JGFC? Where did you get him in our Bulldog? 
I think you got him at like, was it 3-9 or 3-10? He is a little bit dicier of a click, I think. Um, I guess you can make the argument in the super small field stuff that it's even better to take on the risk with some of those guys just because it's not as hard to advance. Um, I think you can make arguments uh, for both sides there. But I, I don't know. The stuff, the recent stuff I had read is that they're optimistic. Um, I haven't really heard anything concrete that he's liable to miss the start of the season. Ro oh, yeah. Ron Ron had a tweet. I believe I retweeted it. What did you say you were doing, Ron? You're going to eat something if Brees Hall isn't ready for week one? I liked your confidence. I, I, needed, I needed you to have some downside risk to Brees Hall not being ready. Refresh my, refresh my memory on it. All right, let's see what Casey's doing out of the one. Justin Jefferson, ooh, did do the Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson thing. Man, the tough thing about this is Pat posted a draft over the weekend. He got Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson at the 3-4 turn. That's the only thing about that is there are some teams that are sneaking that through, you know, 12 to 15 picks later. All right, let's see what we're looking at on the board. Mother of God. Mother of God. Um, let's see here. I actually don't mind these wide receivers in this range. I love Mike Evans, one of my highest exposed guys. We'll tack him on. And Deontay, is there anything else I want to think through here? I was going to take Walker. I was going to rip a hyper-fragile with Walker if he fell. Um Let's do Evans, and let me just make sure there's nothing else I'm really missing here. I love Deontay. Addison gives me another out to a quarterback if I'm pushing quarterback, but so does Deontay Johnson. If there are any other little correlation stuff I need to think through with Indy, Detroit, Cleveland, um, I think we're good with Deontay here. We'll just play this by ADP. All right, so the team for the audio listeners through six rounds uh, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, then Josh Jacobs and Brees Hall come back to us at the 3-4 turn. We do see a bunch of wide receivers go off the board. I was tempted. I was tempted with a hyper-fragile build with um, with Mixon for a second. I would have done it with Walker. Instead, I decide to grab two wide receivers, stay out ahead of this. Just knowing how this room is going, um, you know, where I see the tear break around Rashad Bateman, Eli Elijah Moore, and Zay Flowers, I don't think any of those guys are coming back in this room. And again, I'm kind of playing a little bit of a 2v2 game out in my mind. And just knowing that if I take Kenneth Walker at pick 60 and a wide receiver at pick 84, that wide receiver is probably fucking Juju Smith-Schuster, um, just based on how this room is going. So certainly going to like the Mike Evans and running back available at 84 more in this room. And again, the way these heavy wide receiver avalanche drafts go, there's just going to be so much uh, to like at running back throughout the draft that getting to four wide receivers through six rounds uh, here feels pretty good. The other nice thing about this build um, is I do have outs to a lot of quarterbacks. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately is one, the structures that you pair together and then the individual players on those structures Obviously, when I get these two running backs here, it's going to be harder for me to do an elite quarterback or an elite uh, tight end. But because I have CeeDee Lamb, that gives me an out to Dak. 
probably not going to do anything with the Vegas QB. Brees Hall gives me an out to Aaron Rodgers, probably not going to do anything with the Tampa Bay QB, but Deontay Johnson gives me an out to Kenny Pickett. So all of my quarterback selections are still live, which is helpful on a build like this where I'm not going to be able to afford the elite quarterback detour early. <sighs> Reasoning behind Evans, he's one of the best uh, wide receivers in football. He's cleared a thousand yards in every season. He's done it with a variety of quarterbacks, a variety of uh, environments, and people are massively overthinking the situation. Um, I don't care if it's Baker. I don't care if it's Trask. Mike Evans is a baller who's going to get his, and he's done it every single year. I will happily uh, take that discount. Mike Evans was a second round pick last year who went off for 45 points in week 17 that they're now giving us at pick 60 in wide receiver avalanche rooms. I truly don't understand his price. And it's so interesting. Like everyone is on board with Tyler Lockett, who, who I like too, but I don't know why we're not applying the same logic. Everyone's like, oh, Tyler Lockett's so undervalued. Everyone's out on these, you know, and I get, yes, Geno Smith is better than Baker Mayfield or whatever. But I do think if you're applying that lens to those selections in just a historical track record of earning targets and being a high-end wide receiver, you should be applying that indiscriminately to Mike Evans as well. Yeah, I love... Ron has a lot of Godwin Evans. I love both Godwin and Evans. Um, I think I need to get a little bit more Godwin. What am I at on Godwin right now? 11%. So slightly over on Godwin, and I'm at uh, 16% on, on Evans. Happy to be double the field on Evans there. What are you doing with Dalvin Cook now? Um, I I think I only have a couple shares of when he really fell. Um I don't, I don't love this ADP here at 76. Um, when I look at these other RBs in this range, give me Akers over him, give me Pacheco, give me David Montgomery, give me Javante Williams. Sean had us take James Cook over Dalvin Cook. So I, I just like a, a lot of these other running backs more. Am I going to get my first Miles Sanders share? <laughs> um, let's see here. I think I know... Are they going to give me my first, get my first Miles Sanders share? If I'm ever going to get a Miles Sanders who was shaping up to be this year's David Montgomery, the guy I just absolutely refused to click. Um, damn, I wanted Waller. Ah, I really wanted Waller there. I am going to grab a Miles Sanders share. Damn, man, the Waller snipe stinks. Um, I am going to go ahead and grab Sutton. Or should I grab Thomas? Ugh. Can someone sell me on Thomas? I have such a hard time clicking Thomas. We took Thomas on Saturday night. Let's grab Miles Sanders. There you go. Miles Sanders, officially not this year's David Montgomery. First share of Miles Sanders at pick 84. That's a price I can get behind. Oh, let's grab Cortland Sutton. What? Are, where are you guys? Let me get votes in the chat. Sutton or Thomas in this spot? Sutton or Thomas? I'm I'm catching up on the chat. Can you believe your 50 drafts in? Like I said, I, I can and I cannot believe. Part of me feels like I've lived a lifetime and I'm ready to uh, be done streaming and go retweet, retreat to the wilderness and just read books and live off the land. Part of me feels like I could draft 800 of these fuckers. 
Um, yes, Bullock, I saw you tagging me in the soccer channel and I respectfully decided to ignore you. Um, let's see. Yes, Tyler Sand uh, Miles Sanders here is a mad value. Um, ah, yes, you guys wanted me to set up the, I should have taken Michael Thomas in that spot. Yes, yes, I fucked it up. Am I even a week 17 bro anymore? I just took Cortland Sutton over Michael Thomas when it was a true coin flip. And what do the, what, what do the touts say? You want to use it as a tiebreaker. Well, I had a tiebreaker and I didn't use it. <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Steve sent me a six tight end draft. Seriously. Some people are out here on the internet getting dick pics in their DMs. I get sent screenshots of six tight end drafts. Thank you for sending me that, Steve. I do think part of the appeal of Sutton is that he gets traded, honestly. Um, Thomas, Sutton, looks like you guys are. Uh, H play game says neither. Um, unless you want to get buried at the bottom of the avalanche, you're going to have to pick one brother. Um, Sutton, MT, it does seem like this is truly split here. Uh, please don't vote twice, Target Hog. Um, Michael says Sutton over Thomas, but not enough was worth passing on the week 17 correlation the funny thing is is like with both thomas and sutton um it's hard to even build with week 17 correlation in mind like michael thomas could just be retired at the sizzler by week 17 like michael thomas seems like a guy who could just have an antonio brown-esque meltdown and walk off the field in week 14 i can see it right now chris olave has a 35 percent target share rashid shaheed is getting every other look Michael Thomas is getting 2.3 targets a game, and he just says, fuck all of this. I'm done with football. And Cortland Sutton gets traded, and then all of your LAC correlations don't work out. Curious how many puppies you've entered since you've been hammering BBMs for streams. I haven't been doing a lot of puppies. Um, I, I do think this is where I feel like the uh, the draft fatigue. I mentioned it on Best Ball After Dark. Like Last year, I used to always rip drafts before bed. I don't do drafts before bed anymore. I'm being a well-adjusted, normal adult who reads his goddamn Kindle and doesn't fire at $5 lottos. Uh, I've been getting my, my fix in with the Chow Chow. I max that. I'm in a bulldog right now. I'll sprinkle in the occasional uh, puppy uh, live draft. Might register for some slows when the contest is getting close to filling. See if I can ring out just a fucking morsel of EV with the extra added info on the early drafters. But I, I feel like I'm getting my fix of, of drafting right now to where I'm not blasting off at the, uh, the puppies. <laughs> Sammy, I don't care how much you hate Miles Sanders. I don't even hate Miles Sanders. I just hate the price. And now I don't hate the price anymore. I actually did hate David Montgomery. That was actually a personal thing. Um, here we go. Here we go. BTFD setting up that Detroit stack. Ooh, when the DAC stack hits at pick 108, that is nice. DAC to CD, we are going to dial that up. Anything on the tight end front, I probably would have I would have taken Fryermuth there. That would have been a nice DAC Fryermuth tap. Then I could have set up the picket back door. I do not like any of these tight ends here. I do not like any of these wide receivers. We are going to select another running back. 
So this is an interesting spot. I do really like Pirine, but one of the things I like about Pirine is the fast start element. On this team where I have Jacobs, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, I, I want to take a bigger cut. I want to take a bigger cut here. Um, we could do Gibson, Gibson or Penny. Um, let's do Gibson. Gibson gives me another out to uh, a late quarterback here. Penny has been a guy I've selected a lot, but just to kind of flesh out my thought process on that, as much as I like P. Ryan, I don't think I'm as starved for early season production with this start. You know, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, at the very least, I feel like are going to be giving me a ton of early season production. So I really want to take a huge swing at RB3 here. And I think a guy like Penny or Antonio Gibson gives me a really big cut there. And then I just kind of broke the tie in favor of Gibson of giving me another out toward a backdoor stack can set something up with, with how Curtis Samuel, um, if I want to go down that route. Geez, I'm way behind on the chat here. I don't even know what you are pounding your keyboard over Mr. Mister should have taken JMO versus Dallas. Here's a sneaky little thing. I kind of don't like the JMO price. I kind of don't like the JMO price. And I just, I am not, I am a week 17 bro, except when I take Cortland Sutton over Michael Thomas. But the truth is I ratchet up my week 17 bro-ness as the draft goes on. I'm just not going to force correlation um, in those early rounds. I can get a Sammy Laporta later. That's when I'm going to really start thinking about some of those later options, but I'm just, I'm not going to force it there when I do think the other selections are, are just much better there. Cortland Sutton versus Jamison Williams. I don't know. I want to like Jamison Williams, but the track record on wide receivers like him, even when it happens via injury, those guys bouncing back and being significant contributors, you have the injury, you have the suspension. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of risk with Jamison Williams there. Um, I'm trying to warm up to the price a little bit, but 86 is, is very rich for that. Mm. I will not do a four tight end build, although there's very much could be a three tight end build. Are we worried about the recent report Penny might start on IR? I did see some chatter about that too. Also some rumblings that he still could be a cut candidate. Everyone kind of looking at the team and the contracts and saying someone is going to be the odd man out here. The IR stuff, it seemed less about um, him actually being injured and more about them trying to find a way to keep him on the team. But again, in this specific room where I'm taking a really big cut, I'm just not really worried about early season production for my fourth running back on this team. Yeah, JMO is inflated because of what Hopkins did last year after suspension. Guy had one catch last year. I don't get it at all. I do think it's just also unlikely, as much as we like Jamison Williams' profile, I do think he's going to be more just of a downfield threat guy. Can he give you some spike weeks in that offense. Absolutely. But I feel like it's a little easier to find his profile arbitrage versions of his profile later in the draft where you're paying a big premium on it. And it's like, do I love Van Jefferson? No. Do I love Marvin Mims? Yes. But there's guys that have that profile 
that you can find later in the draft for much, much cheaper. Man, I don't know if I'm ready to go this far on Rashad Penny, but I, I hear what you're saying. Getting cut would probably be good for him. The reason I do agree that his hierarchy on that depth chart looks a little shaky right now, but where where are good where are good landing spots for running backs right now? I mean, I would rather clackety clack roll the dice on him in one of the best offenses in football um, than risk something else. All right. I'm on the clock here and this spot looks pretty gross. Um, I am going to get a bring back for my LV stuff here. Um, we're going to grab Alec Pierce. Um, it's a few picks ahead of ADP, but everything at wide receiver is we will grab Alec Pierce. And then I think we might just do a little bit of a reach here at running back. I have a ton of Herbert. Uh, I like Herbert a lot. I want to give myself some other outs with this Pittsburgh bet. Might take Jalen Warren and just be done at quarterback. Um, sorry, I just absolutely cannot bring myself to click. Adam Thielen, is there anything else I'm missing at quarterback? Jared Goff is fine. Mitchell knew I wasn't going to take Goff, and so then BTFD is going to scoop up Goff here with his Amon Ra and Jamison Williams bet. So, for the audio listeners who I've been forgetting to service a little bit as I navigate this room, I'm at a one five six zero build here. Dak Prescott at quarterback, our running backs: Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Warren. Our wide receivers: Ceedee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, and Alec Pierce. I actually like where I am at structurally. Have some outs for QBs late. Plenty of tight end options with this build as well, where we can build out some more team level correlation. Likely done at running back here at five. And yeah, let's see. So we're at 12, six more, probably three tight ends, two more wide receivers and one more quarterback. I guess we could we could be on the fringe if we get to eight wide receivers. Could potentially do a third quarterback if something opens up there. We shall see. Connor screaming for Thielen. Thielen correlated with my uh, with my Miles Sanders. Just take all of the Panthers wide or players that I don't normally take. Wow, just some absolute rumblings for a four tight end build in the chat. This would probably be the team if I were ever to do a four tight end build. This would probably be it. We got Conklin kicking around there with our Jets bet. We got Kate Otten kicking around there with our Bucks bet. We got Jelani Woods kicking around with our Indianapolis bet. We got Michael Mayer kicking around with our Vegas bet. We got Ferguson slash Shoemaker slash whoever the fuck else is on the Cowboys kicking around. Who else do we got? We got Hayden Hurst kicking around with our Carolina bet. So many guys kicking around, just begging begging for a four tight end build. Logan Thomas kicking around with our Antonio Gibson. In my head, I feel like I was starting to sound it like in rounders, kicking around. These tight ends just keep kicking around, hanging around. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll toss a bone. Is this how I get Dan Zach to do a show? Hey, Dan. See? Hey, Dan, look. Look, I drafted four tight ends, Dan. 
Sammy Laporta kicking around, kicking around. Hmm. What are we looking at at wide receiver here? What are we looking at? Stafford, Kyler, Pickett. Hmm. Once you go four, not that hard to go five. It's a slippery slope. Then next thing you know, you go six. Then next thing you know, you go six. All right. I think I know. I think we might. Damn, taking my Curtis Samuel. Um, All right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. I don't get a, J a lot of Jalen Hyatt. Um, I will take him in this room. And then here you guys go. I do not have a lot of Rashid Shahid. Can I, will you guys let me back into the week 17 bro penthouse? If I take Rashid Shahid to correlate with my uh, my Mike Evans share. Am I back? Am I back? There was a lot of Rashid Shahid hype in the uh, ship chasing Discord over the weekend too. I was starting to feel it. I got caught up in Rashid Shahid fever. Jalen Hyatt, Rashid Shahid. All right, our team now, we ended up getting to eight wide receivers here um, and we're about to rip... This is looking like, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a two quarterback, three tight end build. 15, 16, 17, 18. I think you could have argued to go to a three quarterback build there, maybe. I'm sorry, the, the, the dream for four tight ends is dead, guys. The dream is dead. It's not possible anymore. But we will get to three tight ends. Ooh, I can. Is Taysom still available? Taysom's still available. Look at this sweet spot for tight end. God, I'm going to love these three tight end selections. God, I'm going to love it. I could literally make a case for basically every tight end of the queue. Jawan Johnson correlated with Evans. Sam Laporta correlated with Dak. Taysom Hill is Taysom Hill also correlated with Evans. Can't make a case for Dawson Knox except being an extreme ADP value. Tyler Conklin correlated with Brees Hall. Can't make a case for Mike Gusecki. Michael Mayer building out my massive uh, Vegas bet. Hayden Hurst correlated with Miles Sanders. Trey McBride, sorry, can't make a case for you on this team. Um, Jake Ferguson correlated with my quarterback. Noah Fant, bring back on my Pitt stuff. Jelani Woods, bring back on my LV stuff. Kate Otten building out my Tampa Bay bet. Logan Thomas correlated with Gibson. Shun make I can literally make a case for every tight end. I finally see what all you tight end slappies like about the late tight ends. I finally get it. I just had a moment of clarity. Every tight end is a good pick. Grab four of them. Grab five of them. Grab six of them. Nate, I could try three quarterback, three tight end if I had an extra pick. But I do not. I do not have five more picks. Underdog is very good to me, but they are only allowing me four more picks in this draft. 
Wow. Taysom Hill taken from me. <sighs> Solo tight end with Taysom. Has anyone done that build? That's the screenshot I want to see. Someone slide into my DMs. I love Sammy. God, I love Sammy. Grabbing four shit tight ends is like smoking a joint of bunk weed after smoking some prime bud. Fuck that noise. No one is winning a tourney like this with four. God, I love you, Sammy. I want to see Sammy debate Dan Zach. Both of you have to get high on bunk weed and debate four tight ends. Sounds like an incredible time. Sounds like an incredible time. Mm. I don't even want to click off the board yet. I just want to be surprised what tight ends are available for me. Which precious tight ends are available? Nick says he'd be shocked if Davis has it taken solo Taysom. The only problem is, is Davis can't take solo Taysom because all of his rosters come preloaded with Greg. I was really wrong on this last year, Dolchich. What do you think Davis's combinatorial ownership is on Greg Dolchich and Taysom Hill this year? Mm. All right. What are we looking at here? So many presents under the tight end tree to unwrap. Mm. I cannot wait to see the arguments in the chat breaking out. No, BTFD, why are you taking Kenny Pickett there? I, I'm honestly going to tilt. I'm honestly going to tilt. What are you doing? Tua, Jared Goff, and you're taking Kenny Pickett as a third quarterback there? Come on, dude. Seriously? Seriously. Um. All right. Let's see. I am tilting. Are we going to have to do Bryce Young? No, Bryce Hung Young has the same goddamn bye week. God damn it. Do we just raw dog Kyler? I think we just fucking rip it in with Kyler. All right. We're ripping it in. I have some slight other correlation stuff I could do with Sam Howell late, but we're ripping it in with Kyler. If BTFD is going to go three... I, I gotta get I gotta tilt this a little more. This is way too too weak of a uh, a wide receiver room to be going that third quarterback there. God damn it, BTFD! No, we're ripping it in with Kyler. You're not winning best ball mania. Playing scared. I'm tilting. Is BTFD in the chat? Explain yourself. <laughs> At least you could do four tight end. Now, you guys wanted me to raw dog Dak Prescott? Trust me. I'm willing to live a little, but that's a bridge too far. The thing, here's my thing on the, the bye week with the quarterbacks. I'm honestly not uh, afraid to do it. I did it with, uh, who did I do it with? Jalen Hurts and Matthew Stafford. But when the, when you're deciding between Bryce Young and Kyler Murray, where it's just like, in the best case scenario, you're praying Bryce Young is like 80% as talented as Kyler Murray, um, it feels bad to also take on that bye week risk. I mean, let, let's talk about the Kyler stuff, right? Because there's a reason he's going at pick 181. We, we all know why he's going late. 
right? There's a chance he doesn't play to start the season. There's the uh, the potential that the team is awful and they shut him down. I get all those things. It's, it, there's a reason why he's going here. But if that is not the case, if he plays 17 games, even if he plays 10 games and they are all at the end of the season, he is a smash of all smashes. Like what, what is one of the things we're all trying to do in drafts this year when you don't get elite tight end or a quarterback? We're trying to find ways to match that production, either with three late quarterbacks, either taking guys that we think are discounted, who have that potential, like a Deshaun Watson, like an Anthony Richardson, who else fits in that cohort who could legitimately be a top five quarterback when he's on the field? It's Kyler Murray. So in these kind of builds um, where I do need a strong QB2 because I'm not going to be able to get to three quarterbacks, Kyler Murray is the kind of selection that I'd like to be making. I like Pickett a lot. I would have much preferred Pickett. But if I'm debating between Kyler Murray, Sam Howell, and Bryce Young, I'm ready to clackety-clack on Kyler. The chat saying Trey Lance. We Once Trey Lance has a team, we can start to have that conversation again. If the Titans decide to wake up and, you know, get rid of Ryan Tannehill and trade for Trey Lance, we can start to have that Trey Lance conversation again. Oh, BTFD forcing me on a Kyler Murray cope rant. God bless you. God bless you this morning. All right, we are going to take Trey McBride, and let's see. Should we do Michael Mayer and Trey McBride? Like I said, I had so many. Or do we get the – oh, my God. Do we not take Michael Mayer because we want to get to the DAC double stack? All right, I'm taking Trey McBride for sure. Let me see it in the chat. Jake Fergie or Michael Mayer? The case for Jake Ferguson is he's directly correlated with my quarterback, gets me that double stack. The Michael Mayer case is – more of an exciting profile uh, and also building out a big Las Vegas bet. But how big is this bet too big already with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams? The way Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams ping-ponged big games last year, it does feel like both will probably be inversely correlated with Michael Mayer. Like those guys going off means there's not a lot of touchdowns. Looks like the chat is, is all pro Fergie. That's what I was talking myself into as well. All right. This team is in the books. This one was a fucking roller coaster. This one kept me on my toes the whole time. It took a village to draft this team. It feels like two years ago that we got Josh Jacobs and Brees Hall at the 3-4 turn. All right. Let's recap this team. This was a wild one. All right. Quarterback, Dak Prescott and Kyler Murray. We got sniped on Kenny Pickett. We tilted, we coped, we justified, we went through the seven stages of grief. Running backs, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Jalen Warren. Those running backs fuck. Like straight up they fuck. Wide receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Alec Pierce, Jalen Hyatt, Rashid Shaheed. I, I like this. I like this room of wide receivers. 
Tight end, three tight end builds. Sammy Laporta, the bring back on Dallas, week 17. Let's go. Trey McBride, the backdoor skinny stack with Kyler Murray and Jake Ferguson to get us to that double stack with Dak. I think some of the interesting decision points in this draft was taking both of these wide receivers here, the Jalen Hyatt, Rashid Shahid double tap. I think you could have argued that I should have maybe just reached for Kenny Pickett with one of those picks and given myself more flexibility to either a four tight end build or a three quarterback, three tight end build. I think that is was the big decision point. Otherwise, I feel like most of the decisions were fairly obvious. Obviously, we had some close calls. I do think the chat was right. I should have gone Michael Thomas instead of Cortland Sutton. It takes a big man to admit you're wrong. I get it. I should have taken Michael Thomas there. I'm sorry. But I did win you guys back with some Alec Pierce correlation. We did recover correlation-wise here. Didn't get any Seattle pieces with our Pittsburgh stuff. Um, But I think we did all right. Looking back, knowing I got forced to the Kyler Murray, Rashad Penny, if I could go back and do it, did I ever envision getting Kyler Murray on this team? No. But had I known... Maybe Antonio Gibson is Rashad Penny in a perfect world. This was a fun draft. It was. Wow. We this now look. This, this stuff. Now you're saying I needed a fourth tight end. Now you guys are off your rocker. Need? No. No. Come on. Um. Thank you, Terrell Davis. It is a fire running back room. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. As I said, I got my guy. Neil Farley going to hop on with me here. We are going to be doing a second Best Ball Mania 4 draft in a little bit, but I am excited to talk with my guy, Neil, here about what he has been working on. Neil, let me pull you up. Welcome to the show, my dude. How are you doing? Hey, what's up? I'm doing all right. How about you? How is, uh, how's my sound? Is it good? Yeah, your sound is great. Your look is great. Um, you look like uh, you should be playing on like the 1990s tennis circuit right now. It's kind of like the. the I overall. mean, that's that's the dream. Yeah. Um, how are, did you get? Did you catch some of that draft? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I caught a good bit of it actually. I don't have too much going on Monday mornings usually. Just uh, doing some <laughs> normal reporting. So. Well, awesome. You now. You are normally one of the guys who uh, are in my chat talking about bye weeks. I assume you were very relieved when I didn't take Dak Prescott and Bryce Young both with the same week seven bye week. As soon as as soon as you mentioned it, I was uh, I was I was wondering if you were just going to fully lean into it and go against me, or if uh, or if you've come to your senses a bit. Well, the, here's the only thing about it. Uh, I've definitely come to my senses with it on quarterback, but if, if Kyler isn't ready by week seven, I might also yeah. still have. Uh, two weeks, seven buys there. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm. Uh, that's one of the reasons I'm probably not very in on Kyler, but he has such a wide range of outcomes that I think you can easily make arguments uh, for him. But especially, I think like a lot of his value is derived from uh, like running, and I, I think yeah. you'd anticipate that would be like diminished when, even when he does come back. So, I'm um, I'm not really getting much of him. But yeah, I think yeah, in, in those ca- cases, it can make sense to take a chance. Because just so, eating eating those points is so big. Uh, like, you'd be surprised looking at the numbers of, like, you know, people will tweet out 
like, oh, my like my teams would have all still advanced if they had like 15 less points. Like, okay, well, like that doesn't really matter. Like you're looking at such a small sample. When we're looking yeah. at like the larger data set of uh, like BBM, you're you're really like that's substantially it's gonna substantially impact your advance rate probably by like over 10% or so. And not like you're going from 16 to six, but like you'd be going from like 16 to, you know, like 14.4 or so, which, uh, which is pretty meaningful. The thing that's most compelling to me about the argument too is, um, and I think some of the ETR guys had looked at the data too. And, you know, the teams in first place generally had a pretty big cushion, I think on average, like a 15 point cushion where you normally survive that, but it was the, the gap between the second and third place teams was actually relatively small. And, you know, one of the things we, the way this tournament is structured, right, is you actually want to wake up into the finals with basically the worst possible team in the finals because it necessarily means you're going to be unique. So that's the most compelling point to me is like, if you sneak that third place team in over the second place team that maybe has a bunch of unique guys, and then you're like, let's roll in this playoff gauntlet, that's where you really start to get me because on the one hand, I'm like, I'm willing to eat some of these points, but if it is the difference in sneaking in a quote unquote bad team, then I'm, then I'm on board. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I think that's totally it. Like you, you look at teams in first place and like, oftentimes they're advancing by over a hundred points. So it just like, it doesn't matter. And like, people will point that out and be like, Oh, well, like if my picks like crush, then like my team doesn't need this. Like, well, sure. But like you're saying as well, like those are probably going to be pretty popular players and you do want those like kind of bad teams to get in, which are like, you know, you can't really plan for that necessarily, but uh, the bye weeks do impact that substantially. So for the people, I don't want to make assumptions that everyone knows who you are. I'm sure you guys have seen Neil's work floating around on Twitter. If you are deep into the best ball Twitter space, Neil does a lot of great data research. And, you know, one of the things I've been wanting to showcase on the stream is all of that great work. We, of course, have the best ball datable coming up. Last week, we talked to Sac Religious on some of the stuff he was working on. Neil, you're constantly working on uh, different projects. I am curious, have you thought about what your official submission is going to be for the best ball data bowl or are you still kind of exploring a bunch of options uh yeah so i think like probably most people don't know me because i i don't have that big of a, a twitter following but uh i do tweet out at a lot of uh what a lot of people are talking about because like that's just kind of what is like in my head for ideas of like what i should be checking out like bye weeks are always a big thing uh, so it was like ADP value and other things like that. So, you know, I, I'm not coming up with tons of my ideas myself. It's more just like what ideas are in the space and then uh, trying to kind of work from there in a way that try and figure like, how can we actually look at this in a graph or like measure it in some way that could be meaningful or like get under the hood of it instead of just talking in like a theoretical sense, see like how actually how it uh, wound up last year. So there's a number of things that I've kind of been thinking about toying with for a while. Uh, I've always had like these half-baked ideas in a bunch of different like notebooks on my on my computer, but uh, I'm thinking a fair bit about like the the way that ADP and like how actual drafters uh, make their choices and trying to kind of dive a little bit more into that. So we'll we'll see if it ends up being fruitful, but it's it's a difficult thing to kind of work with at the same time because there's a if you're if you're going to make predictions about it you're you're really making the data set so much larger than it already is which uh which is pretty daunting 
I did just drop uh, Neil's uh, handle in the uh, chat. Make sure you guys are following him. It's at uh, Feel Gnarly. So uh, first initial uh, uh, mixed up there, but I do uh, have it posted for you. And this, your most recent thread um, was kind of, you know, I think, and first of all, I want to give you some credit. One thing I think you do really well, and this is going to, for anyone submitting to the Best Ball Data Bowl and something I've been driving home when I talk to people who show me their submissions is you you really do need to, I don't want to use the word dumb it down, but make it very explicit what your takeaway is and what your action item is. Because sometimes I'll see, you know, this stuff and I'm like, that's a cool chart. That's, you know, interesting, but I don't know how to interpret this. I don't know how to apply this to my drafts. And I do think you do a really good job communicating your thoughts. This most recent one was a very clear takeaway that being cognizant of ADP substantially impacts advance rate. And this idea of taking a humility-based approach to ADP and really respecting the market, what were your kind of overall findings here? Because it is a big debate. Do you live a little? Do you go get your guys? Do we just not know? Or is the market this good and we need to play within those confines? Yeah, so if, if you scroll up a bit, like you'll see, I kind of uh, just made, like this is a, a good spot to start, I think, like for a lot of people is like, this first chart is basically something that Hayden had like already made and uh, he did it for BBM two. And I, I don't think he's updated it for BBM three. So I just made like basically the exact same chart. You know, it wasn't anything like crazy, just kind of trying to do what he's already done and see how this year compares to last. And if there are any change sort of going on from there, but you, you can see that it's, it's very clear that like taking the top pick does help your advance rate. So this is just looking at the first 14 rounds, like how many of the times did you make the selection that was literally the top uh, player in the queue? And you'll see it go up, but it, it goes down at a certain point because you have auto drafters and people who just like aren't really thinking structurally about how they're drafting their team. So maybe they're starting off with four or five running backs and like that team is probably not going to advance. Like it's probably pretty terrible. Uh, so what I was trying to do was parse out a little bit more of that by, uh, you know, if we move on to the next one, uh, just looking at like, if we just purely look at the position that the person selected, uh, like what is, what does it look like then? So we're taking like the rank of the player selected and seeing if it's like the top available player at that position. So you can see the trend is a lot uh, more consistent in this case. So even the people who are just auto drafting and kind of are going to be up at the top of these positional pick counts too, uh, like it's outweighed by the people who are thinking structurally and are saying, hey, like there's three uh, running backs at the top of the queue, but I really need wide receivers at this point because I've already spent capital on running backs. So it's kind of like a, like in your draft specifically, I would say the first graph, like doesn't really apply to them at all because like it just if you if you pick like that your your team is going to be so so bad yeah like unbelievably terrible well it one thing that's crit and i was talking about this a little bit um in the draft i just had about how i think about correlation and and stuff like that and i think this dovetails pretty nicely with what you're showing here as well, which is I do really want to let the draft come to me through specifically like those first 10 rounds and take those values and then start to use the correlation supercharge 
as I move on throughout the draft. And I do think that's one of the temptations I see too. And this even happened last year on more of an extreme where it was like the Cooper Cup drafters reaching to get Mike Williams and Keenan Allen because they want that week 17 correlation. And you probably are passing up on some of these ADP values that can really strengthen your team. And there are still correlation options later in the draft. And the way I think about it too is like the players taken at the top of the draft are necessarily the better players, the players who often can perform in different game environments. It's the really thin guys, the ancillary players that you need the correlation boost to make them relevant. You need them in an insane game to where a rising tide lifts all boats. And that's where I think the correlation really comes into play. And I find that to be a little bit of a trap of like, I want the alphas correlated in that game where if you're doing it at the expense of another really good ADP value, you're probably doing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, that's kind of, like, it does make sense to not pick the top choice a lot of the time. But when you're consistently doing it and you're also, like, passing up substantial value, like, those other factors are just going to outweigh it, especially, like, it builds up over the course of many rounds. So if you're doing it in, like, one round here or there, it's not that big of a deal and it could actually make your team substantially better. But at the same time, if you're just going to... Uh, like continuously be like, oh, like I only care about like week 17 or about getting stacks. Uh, like it, it's, you're just passing up values and uh, like you're pretty much like picking players off of the same index as other people, but you're getting a better price consistently. So yeah. like just taking that sort of value to the bank is is going to help you in the long run. Like it, it's not that complicated. Like I, th I think if you took away players' names and purely drafted based off of, like this player plays on this team and like they play this position, I think you could probably get in like the low twenties, uh, maybe mid twenties advance rate. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think that is really, and again, all of these debates that we have, you know, they always, there's the other side of it too. And, and thinking through, okay, it helps your advance rate. Um, I think it was, I don't know if it was Herzig who was talking about an example where he kind of auto drafted a ton of puppy drafts last year and his advance rate was through the roof because he still had his structure set up. He was obviously scooping a ton of value when you're auto-drafting, and then every team just fell flat on its face once it got to the playoffs because it didn't have those correlation elements. So this comes back to everything, right, where we're trying to marry these two things, getting that ADP value, boosting our advance rates with strong structures, but then we're going to need that correlation to ratchet us up to the top of the leaderboard in the playoff weeks. Yeah, I, I actually, uh, if you just have a couple more minutes, I, I just DM'd yeah. you on Twitter uh, just a I, I would have just done the the graph, but in, I have it in a Google Doc. So I, I deleted yeah, the other stuff. It's up. just one quick thing. I uh, just got this question the other day. So it's uh, right here, just kind of trying to take the same look at positional, like the count of top of positional Q picks. And uh, it's breaking it out by month. So it's just the number month up here. So you can see like, this is pretty consistent across time. Like it's not like if you're drafting in June that it doesn't matter as much like taking the top positional pick like doesn't have as much of an impact because we don't know as much at that time like it it still matters substantially like you don't really see the trend decrease or increase all that much it's pretty consistent across time so i'd say like you might be thinking like oh it doesn't really matter like this player is going to go up in value like we don't really know that we're not going to be great at predicting like what the player's adp is going to be in a couple months there's a lot of things that can impact it and uh if you're kind of different than market, you might want to reconsider that because there's probably pretty good reasons that most of the other players in your room don't see things the same way that you do. 
Well, and to what you're saying is you can you can double dip on the value, right? You can get the real-time value in the room. Like, again, not to, to harp on my beautiful Kyler pick, but, you know, if if we get all this positive news on Kyler and he gets supercharged up to a 10th round pick, not only did I get real-time value in that room, but then you're getting the massive closing line value as well, which I think that's really where you just get an absolute smash. That's what Pat did last for sure, year with For Ramon sure. Drake. I mean, yeah, like these things are... Yeah. These things are heavily correlated, you know. It's uh, like Leone uh, laid out in his like manifesto, just uh, like when he was looking at closing line value compared to real time ADP value, they didn't really see that much of a difference in like looking at advance rates based on like how much value you were getting at the time compared to at the end of the season. And I think that this kind of just like reiterates that, uh, like when you're looking across time or just looking in the moment, it it really, they line up pretty closely. They really do. Well, Neil, I really appreciate you uh, hopping on. I know you are around in the uh, Deposit Kingdom Discord. And also, if you got, any of you guys are prepping submissions or want to talk ideas about data stuff, we do have the, uh, I created the Fantasy Data Pros channel within the Deposit Kingdom Discord. I think that would be a great place. And I know guys like Sacrilegious who were on last week, Neil, are always down to talk about ideas and bounce stuff around um are there any you know for people are there maybe a project you're not a attempting or some ideas for people who might be thinking about submissions or even just some words of advice for people who might be on in on the fence here uh i mean I, i'd say like definitely you know go for it like the, i think we're we're constantly drafting and thinking about these teams like if we're not also actively trying to look into like what is actually making our team or our teams like good and like our, our edges real then uh, like we're kind of just flushing a bunch of money away in, in my eyes. Uh, so like, it, it is fun, but I, I enjoy this part of it too. It, it kind of, uh, it gives you a bit to talk about, a, a lot to learn and, and look at. There's tons of great resources, you know, uh, like Pete said, the Discord. Uh, I haven't been that active, uh, very busy the last few weeks, but uh, you can always DM me. You can, you know, sign up for Fantasy Data Pros. They also have a few... Uh, free courses that uh, you can check out before you sign up to. And then, you know, Udemy, um, they have really cheap courses you can normally get for like $15 for the first ones that you buy. So um, I, I think there's tons of ways to sort of get started, whether that be, you know, not understanding anything, trying to use like chat GPT to like maximize yeah. what you're able to do, or uh, just starting with any of these like tutorials uh, or reaching out to people, you know, I, I, don't really have a problem sharing any of my code. Like it's not that proprietary at this point, you know, it's mainly just like a bunch of group by statements and making basic charts. So yeah, there's nothing crazy, but uh, I, I think it's always interesting to sort of get into the data and find what is actually real or, or not about your thinking. I think in the, like last year, I eschewed uh, a lot of these ideas a bit more. I, definitely had some teams with uh overlapping bye weeks and i'm, I'm not gonna do that again <laughs> yeah well that's what's so fun all of us kind of learning in real time together neil did mention fantasy data bros who we are partnered with this year they are offering 25 percent off any of their online courses they have them for lots of different sports obviously most uh germane to this crew is the football you can learn python with this football course uh have been getting lots of good feedback from people who have been going down that path so highly recommend checking that out it will also kind of give you the framework for putting together a best ball datable submission neil appreciate you coming on i am about to feed the ducks 
and do my next draft here, but we will catch you in the Discord. We'll catch you around Twitter, and I will catch you scolding me for taking multiple bye weeks. Oh, you, in, in you the will. Chat. Till next time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. We'll, we'll see you. Um, all right, guys, it is uh, it is time to feed the ducks here. You know the drill. Can't get things going without feeding the ducks. I need to do another coffee pour. I just really need to get my mind right. Uh, right now, let me get some ducks. Let me get some ducks. There we go. There we go. Now we're feeling good. Now we're feeling good. I think it was last week that I forgot to feed the ducks. Um and you guys let me know. You let me know very quickly. This is draft number 48. I have registered. I tipped people off in the Discord, and this one snap filled. Let's see what we're working with for this draft. Let me get all situated here. All right. We got the one, two. Let's go. Let's go. Influencer one, two, and we need a coffee pour here. You're right, Mark. Thank you. All right, who do we got in this draft? Nate's coming back for more. We got Brendan, Humble Legend. We got my guy, Alex Berg. We got Serum in here. Lolo, look at all these badges. We got Longacre, Lewin Brew, new YouTube member, Lewin Brew. Welcome, Tanner. All right, let's rock. Let's rock. Time to get some more Jamar Chase. Need some more Jamar Chase in my life. AJ's in the overflow. Let me, let me get the roster from the overflow draft. Will Pete ever test a high T robust RB build in one of these wide receiver avalanche rooms for science? I, I, I did one with Chris on, on Saturday. We took, uh, who did we take Chris? I believe it was Austin Eckler, Bijan and Kenneth Walker. Very high T. Hmm. Yes. The, the, you know, it's like the, the, uh, the ducks need to be fed. You guys need your coffee pours. The audio listeners need to be serviced. I feel like a, a parent with a lot of responsibilities around here. A lot of responsibilities. Shout out to the audio listeners. Shout out to the audio listeners. Lauren just got his badge. Let's go. Let's go, Lolo. Nate wants to purge himself of his piggy running back ways. Not taking a running back until round 12. Jeremiah's in the overflow. All right, here, here's the full roster for the overflow. Star Kindler, Nez, Casey, Stone Buck, Rudy, No Bosock, Sammy Sharps, Mortz, all red badge of the overflow. Hmm. I need to figure out. Need to figure out my Thursday shows. I think I think I'm gonna squeeze in. Thursday's my birthday. Thursday, June 15th is my birthday. I'm thinking of doing a little double header randomizer, best ball after dark, and then going dark for the weekend. But I will keep you guys posted on that. It's been funny over the years, uh, 
remembering my birthday because it was two years ago on a Tuesday was a club top shot night for my birthday. Last year was a ship chasing night for my birthday. This year, my birthday falls on randomizer night. Hmm. Let's see here. Look at all these quarterbacks. Look at all these running backs. Do I really have 0% Patrick Mahomes? Zero percent Patrick Mahomes. I'm told people do tell me that Patrick Mahomes plays Jamar Chase in week 17. I hear I just went on a big rant with Neil on how I don't force correlation in my early drafts. Although I'd argue I didn't force it taking the uh, the player with the highest ADP available. But if everyone else gets to have their fun Patrick Mahomes, Jamar Chase shares, don't I deserve one? Don't I deserve one? We took Josh Jacobs last draft. Let's get a big dog share, huh? I got to be at least even with the field on big dog. I feel like this is kind of an alpha start, if we're just being honest here. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Henry, Jamar Chase. I, dude, I... I'm back. I'm, I'm clearly back here. People do also forget that Derrick Henry plays the Houston Texans twice in the fantasy playoffs. I'm just week 17 alpha-ing all over this draft right now. The audio listeners, Jamar Chase, Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry. Name me a better trio. Oh, wait. Mm. Alphas only. Chase, Mahomes, Henry. Let's go. Henry in a dome week 17 too. Now we're talking, baby. Now we're talking. Hmm. You know what sucks? Uh, that KC, both KC and Cincinnati, all uh, of their playoff games, 15, 16, 17, are all outdoor cold weather games. KC's at New England, then home versus the Raiders in Bengals. So two games at Arrowhead. In the dead of winter, Cincinnati's home versus Minnesota, then at Pittsburgh, and then at Kansas City. It's actually like a low-key, pretty bad schedule for Cincy. The Minnesota game will be fun. But at Pitt, at KC, in the cold, not quite ideal. Jesus Christ, easy. 65% big dog. How many drafts is that through? Hmm. Is it bad that I don't know who you're referencing, Nick? Why draft Henry over the top weapon, the professor? Am I even a fantasy football bro if I don't know who the professor is? Is that Kyle Phillips? Is Kyle Phillips the professor? Who the fuck is the professor? Someone tell me. Last week I learned what Livy rizzing up baby Gronk meant, and today I will learn who the professor is. <laughs> the ML says Traylon. No, it's Kyle Phillips, clearly. Who are people actually calling him this, or is this your own nickname? The only professor I acknowledge is from the And One mixtape tour. All right, you're right. August 15th, 2022 article How Titans wide receiver Kyle Phillips earned the nickname The Professor. Let me turn my ad block off so I can re read this very important article. 
Um, he's a bit of a know-it-all. That's why I call him the professor because there's nothing he doesn't know. Oh man, who would have seen a white unheralded slot receiver being the smart guy? Who would have ever have seen that one coming? His passion for the game kind of shows up a lot just when you talk to him about it. He really does have a good mind for the game and he's that guy you can make adjustment. I don't know. This I wanted him to have like a PhD or something. Why are we calling him the professor? Because he fucking knows where to run a route. This is a weak nickname. I'm 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 calling bullshit on this nickname. You have to have some kind of academic heft to your profile if you're going to be nicknamed the professor. Or he needs to host impromptu PowerPoint presentations at the end of practice. I'm calling bullshit on the professor. He's got to earn this. Go back to school and get your PhD. Chris was a professor for 15 years. What happened? Sounds like an ominous story. Right before I was about to get tenure at 15 years, I was swiped of my credentials. Oh, wow. Are you guys going to make me take a running back? ETN or Gibbs? Yes. Yes. You're going to make me take a running back. You guys always make me take running backs. Or do we, or do we get ahead of the avalanche? I don't know how I feel taking the double detour in this room. Although I do fucking love Gibbs, but Derrick Henry is all you need, right? Derrick Henry is just absolutely all you need. I'm going to take Godwin. I'm going to take Godwin and see what Bay does here. Oh, man, I'm so fucking tempted to take Gibbs. I mean, okay, he takes Gibbs. That'll make it easier. Um, All right. I'm going to dance around the draft board a little bit here. I just want more Jason. Taking a running back feels like a mistake in this room depending on what could get wiped out coming back i'm not taking mixing guys i'm sorry i don't mind mixing this is just a structural thing i'm taking a wide receiver the general so in these wide receiver avalanche rooms like and i guess this one isn't too insane it's not quite like the last one um the way I, I generally think about it is in a perfect world, I'd like to be, I'd like to have five wide receivers through seven rounds. Basically by pick 84, all of the good wide receivers are gone and I'd like to have five of them. So that allows me two detours, right? Um, for an elite running back, an elite quarterback or an elite tight end. I already got my elite quarterback. I got my elite running back. I think in this room, grabbing a second running back there I'm going to get buried and I'm going to be asking the chat whether I should take Juju Smith-Schuster or Jacoby Myers. And that was a poll I don't ever want to have to administer. So uh, just a structural thing there of wanting to make sure I stay ahead of it. And then we'll see in this room at 71 and 74, I should probably be able to get some wide receivers I like. We shall see. Nice value for Alex there getting Joe Burrow at pick 54. This is what happens, right? When the chase owner manager drafter sorry don't cancel me when the chase drafter takes Mahomes 
No one else is wanting to raw dog Burrow. And so then normally the Higgins drafter is a little later in the round, so they take him earlier. But because this wide receiver avalanche room forced Alex to take Higgins at 19, you now get Joe Burrow at 54. That's not bad. Famous Jay has had enough. He is out on slow drafts. Famous Jay saying these slow drafts are taking weeks to complete. They're called slow drafts for a reason, Famous Jay. There's a reason they don't call them fast drafts. I do have an idea for a bit that I've wanted to do. Maybe I'll, I'll toss it out into the world right now. And uh, I'll start to get some interest. So this is the bit that I want to do. I want to proceed over and be part of the world's fastest slow draft. Now this is high risk. This is high reward. Basically what I want to do is I want to send, I want to set the Guinness world book of records for the world's fastest slow draft. So basically I create a slow draft. I get 11 of you guys to join me eight hour clock, 10 hour clock, whatever it is but we ripped this draft off in 30 minutes. The reason this is incredibly high risk is if one of you, even one of you gets up to go do something else or forgets that we're doing this draft or undermines their duty and I'm stuck there hounding you to finish, I, I, you will be dead to me. But this is something I want to pull off. The world's fastest slow draft. And, and I guess I'm putting it out there now. I need 11 individuals who are willing to tether themselves to their computer, to have no distractions, none, and to bang out a slow draft in sub 30 minutes. That's my goal. I want to do it. All right, we have some people who are interested. What's the record now? It's unheard of. No one has ever done a slow draft in under an hour. No one. I might have to have you guys prove to me. I might have to come up with some kind of a uh, way to prove to me that you're uh, you're ready for this. Damn it, Dotson Nates. Why couldn't you let me have Dotson? All right. Do we have any correlation stuff we need to think through here? Do we take Gabe? Haven't gotten a lot of Gabe lately. Although I am at 11%. All right, let's take Gabe. Sorry, Miles Sanders. Not again. Not again, Miles Sanders. Be gone, Satan. Be gone. Quentin Johnston? Just alpha this up with the Rooks? I am in interesting territory here. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at... I don't have to worry about backdoor stacks when I got Patrick Mahomes, the god. Or do I smooth out my Bateman stuff? I do, do I have any correlation tiebreakers? I don't really have any correlation tiebreakers with Quentin Johnson and Bateman. Let's just take Johnston. For the audio listeners, as I was saying about that detour and it kind of played out exactly like I thought um, getting the last of this tier at the 6-7 turn in normal rooms at the end of the 7th round this 7-8 turn you can normally get them but in this room all of the best wide receivers are gone by 75 so we stick with a 1-1-5 here Patrick Mahomes at quarterback Derrick Henry at running back and we get our 5 wide receivers Jamar Chase Chris Godwin JSN Gabe Davis and Quentin Johnston 
Pious Devil uh, going to do 155 on DK in mid-July, slow or fast? I mean, if I was doing a high-stakes one, I would definitely do fast. I already explained playoff Rondo why I didn't feel like making multiple non-wide receiver detours. I uh, There's going to be other tight ends I like. But in these rooms, I need to get my wide receivers. Tyler says my slow draft click average is less than three seconds. ADHD brain. Okay. This is part of the resume if you want to be part of the world's fastest slow draft. This is a... This is an interesting take. I've, I have had, I will admit I had a blind spot on Elijah Moore. I don't know if it's a blind spot. I've had a bias, a prejudice. Um, Elijah Moore was really bad last year um, in a really weird way, considering his profile coming into the league, even what he was able to do as a rookie. And then, you know, he had a lot of things working against him last year, right? Awful quarterback play, and then just getting absolutely cucked by Garrett Wilson. I mean, Garrett Wilson just hanged dong all over Elijah Moore to where Elijah Moore was basically begging to be released. So I will admit, I come into this um, not really liking Elijah Moore. A lot of smart people that I respect are, are in on Elijah Moore, though. Um, and he is a guy that I want to start getting a little bit of exposure to. The problem is, is his ADP is now inching up into that Rashad Bateman, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston range. And I, I'm sorry, I just absolutely prefer those other guys to Elijah Moore. But if Elijah Moore's chilling out in the Cortland Sutton, Michael Thomas, what I would call wide receiver purgatory range before it falls off a cliff, you got like the top guys, then there's the purgatory, and then there's the Jacobis and the Juju Smith poopsters of the world. I'm, I'm okay with Elijah Moore in that range. He also is an easy... I think, though, what's happening with his ADP is he, his ADP is now so correlated with Deshaun Watson. Like, people are just double-tapping those two together that I feel like his ADP is still slightly inflated. But I do want to get a little more. I do want to get a little more. Damn it, Nate's just keeps brutally sniping me. Cam Akers at 95 was going to be a fun click. Hmm. Cincy, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Buff, LAC. This could potentially do it. Would this be an Ingram share? I'm cooling on Rashad White a little bit. Javante Williams, I feel like, is a nice pairing with a Derrick Henry anchor. Derrick Henry can mop up over... Javante missing the start of the season. Wide receiver wiped out. This does fit my criteria of selecting Anthony Richardson. But I don't I want to take I want to take the luxury of having Alpha Mahomes to push quarterback to a little bit more. I think I'll get my guy James Cook. Um, man, I am heavy on James Cook. 22%, but I have this bet on Buffalo. I do really like James Cook. The Evan Ingram price, if I had any correlation tiebreakers and don't say Week 15 Tampa Bay uh, or Week 16 Tampa Bay, I would maybe consider it. Nothing else with quarterback. Obviously nothing with wide receiver. I think James Cook is the pick. I think James Cook is the pick.
All right, let's see the uh, the Elijah Moore discourse happening in the chat. Elijah Moore has a big mouth. Second-year wide receivers don't get to complain about QB play. Oh, this is, this is why. I forgot this is why it was happening. The 7-on-7 seven seven OTA Elijah Moore videos have been incredible and people are falling in love. I knew it had to be something <laughs> bullshit. I like my theory of being ADP correlated with Watson. It's like, no, he looks really good in shorts. God damn it. Nate says, I just watched someone tell me to draft at the top of my board. I bring Neil on and then he ruins my room for me. This is the Justin Ross draft. No KC yet. Will it be Sky Moore? Will it be Rashi Rice? Will it be MBS? Will it be Justin Ross? Will it be Justin Watson? Will it be Richie James? So many options. Stay tuned to find out how Peter triple stacks his second round pick. Take Richardson. I, I, if I didn't have Mahomes, this would have been the perfect room to take Richardson in. If I had done, let's say the, what? Derrick Henry, Ramondre Stevenson. I'm absolutely slamming Anthony Richardson there at 98. God damn it. Everyone in my life won't stop talking to me about Daenerys Prince. These guys over at The Athletic have so much power. All they have to do... Do you guys realize how much power one of these beat writers have? I really do think this should be like a, a Nathan Fielder-esque bit. I should become a beat reporter for a team. Maybe I just do New England. Convenient um, proximity to Foxborough. And I just go down there, and all I have to say is, Kendrick Bourne is in the best shape of his life. And you guys will start drafting him in the 15th round. You sheep. You impressionable sheep. I'm sure Daenerys Prince is fine. You guys read one athletic article, and you feel like you found the fucking Rosetta Stone to Cold Fusion. I don't even know how that checks out. A Rosetta Stone to Cold Fusion. I'm mixing my metaphors, but you get the point. You guys are sick. You guys are absolutely sick. You guys are all the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. When you read an art, an athletic article and it mentions a player in the fantasy player pool, that guy, that's a guy I can draft. That's a guy. <laughs> wow, playoff Rondo coming in with the all caps. Chiefs definitely signing Zeke or Fat Lenny. I could definitely see that one. That one actually checks out, unlike fucking Dalvin Cook to the Dolphins, which makes no sense. All right. Uh-oh. The Brick Draft Caddy highlighting Sky Moore just jumping right out at me. Sometimes in these wide receiver avalanche rooms, there's generally some good um, tight end value. Does not seem to be the case in this one. Tight ends getting wiped out. This is probably, this first pick is going to be a running back selection. Hmm. Let's see here. What am I going to do? What kind of correlation stuff do I need to do? Do I do I do do I get my first Camara share? Qu 
correlated with Godwin. Ugh. Ugh. Um, ba, 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 ba. God, I hate it. I hate this. If, if, if I'm ever going to get a Camara share, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This is the spot, right? This is the spot. Derek Henry, Javante Williams, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, come down. Kamara, 20 picks past ADP. Neil Farley told me to select. He's ever at the top of the queue. Log out. Easy game. I feel gross. I feel so gross. Michael Zimmerman, are you able to use Pat Franks and the Draft Caddy together? Yes, yeah, for sure. The Draft Caddy is just um, is independent of the ranks. You can upload whatever ranks you want to the rankings. Right now, I just have ADP in. Sky Moore, come on down. Um, speaking of which, because I get asked this. I swear, and I get multiple DMs a week. It's in the comments of any one of my drafts. So I am, this overlay is the Brick Draft Caddy. If you go to brick75.com, it's the Sports HUD tab. He actually has this overlay for um, all different kinds of things too. You can use it for pick them. Um, I obviously just use it for drafts. His auto drafter, I believe, is going to be coming to DraftKings here shortly as well. I use it for exposures, and these even come default in there. It'll pull in your exposures. Uh, I have it set to the week 17 and week 16 matchups, but you can customize it to whatever you want. These are just kind of the default out of the box things. If you want that, I find helpful when I'm drafting and uh, you can do a two day free trial as well if you'd like. And I think I'm going to make a tutorial video on how to use it soon. Um, but if you have any questions, you can tag me or Brick in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. But it is really easy to use. It's just a Chrome extension. It's not an official Google Play Store thing because they won't allow that. Um, so you do have to upload it as a developer tool thing. But it sounds more complicated than it is. It'll take you a few minutes. Then you get into the settings and you're good to go. I can show you here real quick. Um, I'll show you real quick and then we'll go back to the draft then you have the, the settings in here uh, this is for the auto drafter Oops. so you can see week 16 week 17 where's my draft um and so, yeah, I have the column set. You have all kinds of options. You can't see here when I do the drop down. You can select whatever you want. And this also works for other sports, too. If you're playing the daily contests um, and you want to upload rankings, any of your exposures, all of that stuff. So default options, um, you can't see. There you go. NFL underdog exposures, week 17, week 16. You can get all kinds of different stuff in there. You could upload rankings. Like if you want to draft off at ADP but have rankings there, you can do that. So brick75.com for the draft caddy. All right, what are we looking at here? For the audio listeners, a recap, we're at a 1460 build. Man, I have turned into a late tight end, bro, haven't I? I have absolutely turned into a late tight end, bro. We have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Our running backs, Derek Henry, Javante Williams, James Cook, and Alvin Kamara. Wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, JSN, Gabe Davis, Quinton Johnston, and Sky Moore. Will be at an interesting spot here for...
quarterback two, probably going to be something we set up with a backdoor correlation with a tight end. Don't have anything jumping out to me. No wide receivers available with their quarterbacks left. I guess we could do something with Kamara. We could also do uh, Russell Wilson comes off the board, so nothing there with Javante Williams. Not touching the Titans quarterback situation. So not a lot of quarterback options just based on what we've drafted so far. This might be a spot to get a Chig, Chig Conquo share. This is one of those spots. I uh, haven't been drafting a lot of Chig. I found him overpriced relative to just all of the tight end value late. But if I'm making a bet on the Titans, and I do think Chig and Derrick Henry are inversely correlated on like a game level basis. You know, if Derrick Henry's hogging all the touchdowns, how many are there for Chig? But if that offense is rolling, and that's the bet I'm making, right? If Derrick Henry is crushing, the Titans offense is crushing. And I think Chig is finding his way into the end zone a few times. So I'm going to go ahead and get my first Chig share here. 11 picks past ADP. And this is kind of the spots I like to get guys I don't have a lot of exposure to. Same thing with the Camara, right? 19 picks past ADP, correlated. These are the times I'm going to get these guys. I still think Chig's slightly overpriced, but this feels like the spot. And now I need to see what am I going to do here? We could do the Derek Carr thing. What do we think? Do we think Derek Carr can be done at quarterback? There is the back door. You got Rashid Shahid. You got both of the tight ends. I've already built out a bet on the Bucks. Or uh yeah, I think I roll with Derek Carr here. This is at ADP, but I have some options to building this out. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. So we got a Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr build at quarterback, running back, Derek Henry, Javante Williams, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, wide receivers, Chase Godwin, JSN, Gabe Davis, Quentin Johnson, Sky Moore, and Chig at tight end. I think I like how this is breaking. Buenos dias, Ricky. Uh, touch of green. No, you can't use the, none of the, because the way the overlay tools work is they're all Chrome extensions. They're all, or Mozilla extensions. They're all leveraging the browser. So the only way you would ever be able to do it on phone is if underdog rolled out some kind of thing. It would have to be within the underdog app. You can't like have one app on top of the other. So it is, um, it has to be desktop only, unfortunately for you phone bros. How much P Ryan do I have? Let's see. I have 13.3%. So slightly overweight P Ryan, and I believe I'm am I slightly overweight? I'm just barely overweight, Javante. I like both of those guys and I do think about them in relation to the other running backs already on my roster. You know, if I'm in zero RB builds or I have Brees Hall or I'm, you know, maybe a rookie like Jameer Gibbs and I want some of that early season production, I'll maybe like tilt my stuff toward 
P Ryan. And then in a room like this, where I have a really good anchor running back in Derrick Henry, then I'm more willing to take on the Javante Williams risk, knowing, hey, I'm going to be getting some good production at the start of the season. I can kind of chill out and wait for for that production if it comes later in the season. But I like both of those guys. Get the crowd hyped on Denzel Mims. What's what's Denzel Mims' ADP? Has anyone selected this man? This is a tale of two Mims. Marvin Mims, 28.9% exposure. My, my most drafted player in BBM this year, Denzel Mims, ADP 216, zero shares. Aaron Rodgers unlocking Denzel Mims. I mean, honest, if we're going to like galaxy brain, I don't know, Corey Davis gets hurt, Denzel Mims gets on the field. Denzel Mims could be what? Poor man's MVS with Aaron Rodgers? Is that what we're looking at? Who took my Rashid Shahid? Tanner did. Tanner took Shahid. Jerk. Jerk. We're done at quarterback. We are going to have to take a Saints tight end with one of these two picks because I'm not falling in a nice ADP range here because the next time I pick will be 191, 194. I'm probably going to end up triple stacking Mahomes. Getting to eight wide receivers. So if I have 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, I have five more picks. Two of them are Chiefs receivers most likely. That means I have two more tight ends and one more running back. So I can take a running back here. I think that's what we'll do. We'll take a running back. I don't have anything with Baltimore, but God, I do love Raheem Mostert at these prices. Is there any other correlation stuff? I don't have Atlanta. Uh, Chuba, do I have anything with Jacksonville? Um, All right, let's grab Mostert. That'll be our fifth running back, and then we'll be done there. Then we'll take a tight end. All right, let's hear it in the chat. Jawan or Taysom? Let's hear it. Which one is it? I think I do prefer Taysom, or I prefer Jawan on car teams and Taysom on non. I think they're both uh, good selections. We'll just play the uh, play the little ADP here, and who knows? If Taysom Hill comes back, maybe I'll indulge you guys with a little New Orleans double tight end. Ryan, Knox was not one of the options here, buddy. Do you want to win or not? I hate spike weeks. I hate them. I want all of my players to score 14 points per game and no more and no less. Is there a market for the chat drafts of best ball team? Maybe that will be a sequel to the world's fastest slow draft. I'll let you guys dictate every pick. That would actually be a fun thing, right? If I was able to, I, I set up polls. I would need my producer. I got my producer, Phil, here. 
Shout out Phil on the ones and two. Shout out my guy Nick, been helping me out behind the scenes. When you guys see those timestamps, when you guys see the randomizer prompts, these guys are helping out. So let me hear some shout outs for Phil and Nick in the chat today. But yeah, I think we could do, we could do a crowdsource draft. It would be really funny to see how that turned out because it would be one of those things where I think the player takes and like the player selected would all be solid. I would actually trust you guys collectively. The question is where would our structure end up? Because if you're just focusing on the players with the polls as opposed to discussing structure, it could get a little dicey, but that could be fun. A crowdsourced team. Uh-oh. Good thing we only have three more picks to make because I got to go to the bathroom. I need to become a real piss boy. This this is the thing I'm absolutely not agreeing to. We would have to split the 3 million 300 ways. I am not explaining that one to my accountant. So maybe this idea is dead in the water. It's dead in the water. Look at Lewin Brew here. Cranking purple, cranking blue. Cole Komet, Tyler Higby, Sam Laporta. Uh-oh, did you get sniped on Kenny Pickett? Ooh, wait, this is a bad... Wait, what's the Kenny Pickett doing on this team? Kelsey Olave, Amari Hopkins, Mixon, Aaron Jones, MTP Ryan Najoku. Ooh, Jalen Warren. That's it. That's it. Hey, if you want to join the support group for getting unnecessarily sniped on Kenny Pickett. I'm here for you today. Mr. Mister has Najee, Deontay, and Pickens. I'm sorry. I, I legitimately apologize for your loss. I went through this earlier. I know how tough it is. May I interest you in Kyler Murray? 10 picks past ADP. Uh-oh, Christopher revealing himself. Oh, now, now you're blaming it me. Trickle down snipes. You're going to blame me for taking Derek Carr? Uh. Oh, my God. Is the room is the room going to give me double taste? I, I'll, I'll do it. I swear to God. Oh, Brandon. Come on. I was going to give the people a Taysom and Juwan team. Holy cow, Justin Ross has flipped Richie James in ADP. I don't think that's right. Man, do we do we go Mechie with the bring back on Tennessee? Or do we go double KC wide receiver? I don't know if I need to force a Tennessee bring back here, or a, a Houston bring back. Hmm. Let's grab Richie James. Richie James is way too cheap, by the way. All I can cont I know Bay's not taking a wide receiver at eight. Hmm. I guess we don't necessarily have to do. We don't necessarily have to do three tight ends in this build. I guess Chig Jawan is maybe a little weak there. Man, this is an interesting spot. You guys want me to take Mechie? All right. Let's take Mechie and figure out. Now we can have a debate. Now we can talk about third tight end versus 
Justin Ross. All right, the audio listeners, this is the spot we're in right now. 2582. Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr at quarterback. Our running backs are done. Derek Henry, Javante Williams, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert. Good running back room. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, JSN, Gabe Davis, Quentin Johnston, Sky Moore, Richie James, John Mechie. So we got our double stack, our cheap double stack with Mahomes, Sky Moore, and Richie James. John Mechie, I didn't think I needed to force the correlation, but you guys are right. 20 picks past ADP, correlated with my Chig and Henry. I'm on board. I'm on board. And our tight ends, Chig and Jawan Johnson. This does feel like a three tight end room, right? Does feel like a three tight end room. Here you go. Kyler Murray again, 30-some picks past ADP. Enjoy. The Ducks do. They really are. They sustain us. Anytime we're getting down, anytime we get sniped. Also, reminder here, in 12 minutes, uh, the bros over at uh, ADP Chasing will be kicking their show off. We got Sam Sherman, Pat Crane, Davis Maddock walking you through all of the latest ADP movements. We got a big shakeup with the Minnesota backfield. I believe they're going to talk about the running back landscape at the top of drafts that will be immediately following this draft. Tyler says, like the video, sickos. I always forget, I, I remind people, uh, you gotta subscribe, you gotta leave a comment to be entered in the $1,500 giveaway when the channel hits 15K, but I always forget to tell people to smash the like button. It's one of my biggest weaknesses as a content creator, as a YouTuber. I do a lot of things right, but I always fucking forget to tell you to smash the like button. So I'm begging you. I'm absolutely begging you not only to like it, but to smash it, to bust out your hammer with the same enthusiasm with which you click a, a pick on underdog. I need you to bring that same click energy to the like button. What's the highest number of concurrent viewers you have ever had on a stream? It, it's so sad to say. I'm pretty sure it was Top Shot Bull Run when we had Jacob from Top Shot on and we're doing a giveaway. So this would have been what? February of 2021? I think we had 950 people watching a club Top Shot. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, I don't think we're getting there with best ball streams. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I, I know we reached over 900 on, on one of those uh, February Top Shot streams. Yeah, those were some electric times. All right. What did we decide to do here? Did we decide a three tight end build? I didn't even see what the chat decided on. I kind of like the idea of Cade Otten, because we have this big New Orleans bet here. Um, nothing with Philly. Jelani, nothing with Vegas. Hunter Henry could do on the Buffalo. All right, Otten or Henry. Mm. Mm. Everyone sure does love Hunter Henry, huh? I, I, I want to play this. I'm already making a big bet on this New Orleans game. I want to... I want it to, uh, I need this game to pop off. 
We're going to take Kate Otten, starting tight end for the Tampa Bay Bucks. The team is in the book. Oh, my goodness. We had two Henry votes, and then the Otten precinct just came out voting strong. Nate Pelkey says 1K live end of draft season goals. That would be a fun goal. I think for that to happen, I would need a lot of things to happen. I would need a lot of things to go right. A thousand concurrents drafting a basketball team. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Mason over the fantasy flock does that regularly. So maybe it's not impossible. He also has 10 times as many subscribers as I do. So that helps. That helps. We, I think what we hit this morning, we were above the 400 range. I think we're at like 410, 420. That's pretty good. Honestly, for a, a June 12th draft, 400 people watching while I bring on a halftime intermission, the NBA, they bring out Red Panda or a dog that can like balance plates on his nose. What do I bring out for a halftime show? A data scientist. No, I love you, DL. I love you. I love all of my data bros. But we might have to up our, our halftime entertainment if we want to get to a thousand concurrence. I could get Matthew on for a draft. Mr. Mister says, Pete, it's always fun drafting with you, but that was tilting. Thanks for the content. I, I say it every stream. You do this to yourself. You do it to yourself. Mm. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to slay. I wasn't slandering Red Panda. I think Red Panda is great. I'm in, in fact, Red Panda is goals. How much do you think it would cost for me to get an e-version, an online version of Red Panda? Or maybe I just pull one of their clips from YouTube and I just play that as my halftime entertainment while I go to the bathroom. Guys, I shot my shot with Mina Kimes last year for the randomizer. It was it was honestly really sad. Um because I never I never do it. You know, with the randomizer guests, I normally just slide into DMs and stuff. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna put myself out there one time. One time I'm gonna put myself out there and risk being publicly rejected. And so last summer I did the tweet, you know, tagged her, said, hey, would love to have you on the randomizer, Mina. I think it'd be a ton of fun. A lot of people retweeted it. A lot of you replied and said, yes, Mina, do the randomizer. It'd be an awesome time. Crickets. Mina, no like, no faves, nothing. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I put myself out there and then I had to put my tail between my legs and probably had to go ask Davis to come be on the show instead. I do have some some fun guests in the works for Randomizer this year. I have, I have another guest who is on the Mina Kimes level as far as being a dream guest for the show that I'm pretty sure is going to be happening. Phil, Phil in the in the hopper here in the production hopper knows who I'm talking about. Hopefully we can reveal that soon once that's booked. But if you have any other dream guests for the randomizer, let me know. Uh, Smiz did a randomizer last year. It was a very it was a very fun show. Uh, it was at the end of the I think it was the second to last episode last year. Smiz did it. Mm. <laughs> Has there ever been a bigger job off the road going from me to Kimes to Davis? 
Hey, 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 hey. Um, all right. I do uh, really have to go to the bathroom now. I uh, appreciate all of you guys hanging out. Like I said, ADP chasing is starting here at noon. I will be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern for our Splash Play Weekly double header. Like I said, Thursday's my birthday. Going to cook up a little randomizer slash best ball after dark. Um, for the YouTube members, appreciate all you new members joining here today. James, Sam, Bay, Charles, Hodge. Thank you guys for becoming members. That does, of course, get you access to the Best Ball After Dark interview series, get you access to the Best Ball Breakfast channel, private channel in the Discord, where I do ping alerts, tipping you off to drafts. It gets you merch discounts. It's honestly a good deal. Supports the channel. Appreciate all of you guys doing that. And um, Phil reminding me, as always, Phil did this last week too when I forgot. I didn't do a final team review here. So uh, I did a, a, a false plane landing here. How could I forget the audio listeners and the ceremonial naming of the draft here? And then I am landing this plane because I have to pee so bad. Uh, 48, best ball breakfast, 2582, KC, New Orleans. The team for the audio listeners here, Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr at quarterback. Running back, Derek Carr, Javante Williams, James Cook, Alvin Kamara, Raheem Mostert. Love that running back room. Uh, wide receivers, Jamar Chase, Chris Godwin, JSN, Gabe Davis, Quentin Johnson, Sky Moore, Richie James, John Mechie. That's a fun wide receiver room. And then the three tight end build, Chig, Juwan Johnson, Kate Otten. This was another fun one, getting me out of my comfort zone. Not a lot of Mahomes. Get that going. Very little Chig. Get him going. Um, don't even think I have a ton of New Orleans stuff. Obviously not with Kamara. So thank you to you piss boys pushing me outside of my comfort zone, getting me to do weird things in my rooms. I will see you guys tomorrow. And also one other little plug I'm going to have um, over at Fantasy Life. We got some cool stuff coming down the pipeline for best ball. And I'm going to be writing about that uh, as well for tomorrow's newsletter. So keep an eye out for that. Appreciate you. Feed the ducks. Get those influencer 101s. Dial in those coffee pours. You know the drill. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.